I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What's up, you nerds? It's Zero Gravity bringing y'all into another blurdy massacre. And today, we're going full fantasy with the side of scary. We're talking about queer icon Clive Barker, who is responsible for giving you many of your favorite horror franchises and films. Um, but before we get into all of that, what's poppin'? What's really going down in the horror community right now, y'all? Well, first thing first, our queen just got back from Brooklyn Comic Con, and we talk about that and celebrate that. Yes, let's start there. First of all, woo, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so I was at Brooklyn Comic Con uh, at the time of recording. It's just this past weekend. Um, I moderated some panels, and uh, most importantly, I was a panelist on a panel about um, using your fandom to create a podcast and maintaining that. So I was on the panel with uh, Ming Chen, who is um, part of Comic Book Men. If there's any Walking Dead heads out there, then you probably remember the uh, Comic Book Men. They would come on right after The Walking Dead. So that was cool. Uh, my mom was very excited as a fellow Walking Dead fan to see him up there. Apparently he's got a really cool podcast network that I'm looking forward to checking out. Also with my friends up there, Land Party, uh, Black Ramen Podcast, Otakus with Geeks. But uh, in general, it was just really cool to see a panel full of podcasters that were all people of color. Love to see it. All nerdy, all very charged in their own right. Um, but it was a good time. And if you did catch on to our live stream, then thanks for coming. But if you haven't, then there will be more to come. Um this weekend just had me very excited for BlurredCon coming up, where we'll all be together doing it in person, which is a rare occurrence, you know. Usually you don't see, you'll see two out of three, but it's very rare to see three out of three blurs in the same place at the same time. Yes, we're not clones of each other. This is, this is real. <laughs> None of us are puppets. This is not a facade. None of us are AI um, generated. It's all it's none all of us are now. AI generated. <laughs> no deep fakes. <laughs> no no deep fakes here. So we're just gonna have to prove it to you. 
come July, but that should be fun. And I got a little bit of a taste of it at Brooklyn Comic-Con. It's a great, um, if there's anybody who's in the Northeast listening, it's a really great grassroots convention. Think of it as New York Comic-Con, but instead of industry-based, it's very uh, local. So local comic artists, um, local vendors with a little bit of a, actually maybe not a little bit, but a very strong New York vibe bodegas and all of that jazz stuff like that lots of spider-man as you can imagine um yeah period what else so in less happy things uh, another Ooh. marvel actor has fallen um according to so many sources actor tanak yeah. hurata i'm saying that so wrong i'm from missouri and i apologize <laughs> because even though he's an awful person i should get his name right um, but he's being accused of sexual assault. So for those That's name war, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah. the one who just met in Black Panther, like, ooh, he's sexy. Um, that's what he do in his spare time, apparently. This really this do y'all remember the meme from back in the day with the Popeye's woman sitting out front, like like looking like completely destroyed yes. when the chicken sandwiches came yes. out? Someone, yes. That came back up in light of this uh news and someone said this is literally Marvel right now. Because what the actual hell is going on? Check everyone's hard drive attached to Marvel. Because it's given where there's smoke, everybody's on fire. Like, this is really disappointing. I remember back in the day, because it started with Chris Pratt being like, I found a church that hates gay people. And we were like, whoa. And now people are like, well, I can do whatever I I want if Chris Pratt's still doing shit. And we're like, no, that's not the the lesson. That was not the lesson you should take it away. (laughs) Um, So here we are losing so many actors. Um, This is really... So did they release the name of the person who did? Like, have they been uh, sharing their testimony or still in the early stages? It, apparently, um, she was on some social media outlet. I've not actually gone to see the receipts because, like, again, it was my birthday weekend and, like, men are always trash. So I'm like, I can catch on the receipts <laughs> later. Um, um, but she definitely was, I, I want to say she did it to Instagram. Like, the link on CBR, I think, has it. And if not, then a couple other links. Because, again, if you put in his name right now, sexual assault comes up. Not Black Panther oh. 2, not anything else he might have had on the horizon because, like, again, this is what he really be doing. And oh makes- yeah, you're right. It said she's a renowned saxophonist in Mexico. Um, she's it an makes- activist too. It makes me twice as sad because, like, we already had a problem in Black Panther because our new Black Panther don't believe in medicine and vaccines. So we was already trying to look the other oh, way. Oh yeah, right. Like she almost got canceled before getting the mantle. I'm like, bitch, do not. You you was next in line. We need you to get your shit together. And she's like, I'll just say less. I guess. I'm like. I guess that's a truce. Um, but now we got this fool rising and it's just like, no. And much like our other fallen Marvel person, um, <laughs> we, it, it's icky and it's gross. And I just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because like, again, we were like, this person's going to do it. I believe in this person. This is a great performance. This is a breakout star. And he's like, but I'm an awful man. <laughs> and I'm not about to let y'all forget it. Listen, like literally, sure. these fools be like, "Am I your king?" And I'm like, "You don't have to." <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! Well, what else is popping <laughs> in the community right now? Speaking of 
Speaking of troubling news, we're getting a new Leprechaun movie. <laughs> no, you did not speaking of yes! troubling news. <laughs> yes! I'm so damn happy for this. I don't care what y'all say. We need more buckled shoes and stripy socks. Yeah. By, by the way, because there's no other place where this will fit, I actually did buy like some chunky soled shoes recently that are shiny. And I was getting ready to go to an art gallery thing with Mill, and so I put on these stripy socks not thinking... And he's quiet, like, in the room. And I'm like, what? Oh, and I, t- oh, I also tapered my pants. So, like, they were up high, so they were, like, cuffed. And he was like, You were full pilgrim. Baby, <laughs> it is giving leprechaun. And it, it actually had, like, the little buckle on it. It's not really a buckle, but the little silver embellishment. I said, taking these off immediately, I'm with you for a reason. The way I would have got smoke <laughs> coming in there. <laughs> it's signature It's called fashion. Right. Okay? Have you ever heard of pilgrim core? No, I have not. And I feel like if I did that, I would get canceled somewhere. <laughs> Someone's not going to like that shit. The Amish. No. Ryan, then they discovered era. They discovered people's houses. Like, <laughs> they discovered people's land. <laughs> right. Oh, look at this nice new place I found. Columbus, uh, Columbus Claimed Core. It. It's mine. Put a flag there. Columbus Core. <gasps> right? It's a slippery slope. First it's buckle shoes, then you Columbusin, and then you you got your own holiday. And people are like, why? What? No, see, no. We why just not? I needed to burn these shoes then immediately. I think it's the right thing to do. No, do not pass go. <laughs> like... So y'all not gonna see this leprechaun movie? Y'all acting brand new oh, like no, that no, movie no, wasn't no. giving y'all things. I, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm I'm honestly <laughs> with you. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I haven't seen all of the leprechauns. But they're just like, like I've seen Leprechaun in the Hood and then maybe yeah. two other ones. But I mean, they're just so ridiculous. You kind of like have no choice but to laugh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking with it. So and especially if you could throw some money behind it, maybe get some good practical. I don't know, man. I'm down. Like, I'm, I'm with it. I'm not mad at it. We should send them the shoes that Ryan trying to get rid of to see if they give us a producer credit. Yo, let me sneak into that that premiere. I'm a, let me borrow those shoes real quick. <laughs> I tap my heels three times. <laughs> It'd be listen. They they bomb for some cosplay for the the like. If this comes out, it's not going to theaters. Let me stop playing around. But um, I was gonna say if it comes to theaters, like yeah. cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> no, what? What do you time. mean? It might go to theaters because oh. it's in the Hollywood Reporter. So, like, somebody funding this shit because you don't get in the Hollywood Reporter if you're going to be just like making hopes and dreams in your backyard. Um, yeah, you're right. It, it like, wouldn't show oh, up. It's not a Tubi original. The director of Milk Teeth is also directing it. I don't know Milk Teeth. but I don't know Milk Teeth. That's surprising. Vargas. Yeah. Um, Is um Warwick Davis coming back Um, from what we know? um, Let me peek. Um, this article is skint. Because <laughs> he said that he was just going to chill on doing horror movies until his kids get older because um, he didn't want them seeing him in like these demonic roles or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. But the, the thing is, <laughs> I kind of hope that he comes back because the new Leprechaun, you, I've watched all of them. And I even did like an article on all the Leprechaun movies, like not that long ago for Creepy Catalog. I, I love the Leprechaun. I love the Leprechaun movies. Like, I just know for a fact 
that the new guy did a great job as a leprechaun, but it doesn't matter. It's the same thing as like Freddy Krueger always being Robert England. Like we want to see Warwick Davis if if we can, if it's possible. So once you're the right, face, you know of what the happens monster. when they switch it up. Once yeah. you're the face of the monster, it's hard to separate the monster from you, which is why Robert England was like, "I'm Shakespearean trained, but I'll be Freddy Krueger till I'm 90." Like, his, his poor wife's name is Nancy, and you just know every year, every year, they make enemies. Like, it's oh just like, God. is he the I man did, of your dreams? <laughs> I didn't know his wife's name was Nancy. That's actually very perfect. I only found out because I saw the documentary that Screenbox yeah. put up. I had a screener. I need. To, I still owe that review at the time of recording this. Um, just to like open that curtain. Um, but like, I saw the little screener for the documentary. And she's there, and I already love her because, like, they'll show a clip of him saying something about how he didn't get a role and he's rejected. It's just like actors. Um, <laughs> he just, <laughs> he was passed up, but he just sleeps better. It's fine. He lived. And I'm like, yes, Nancy, collect him in a different screenshot. <laughs> um, it's a cute documentary. It's very long. Eli Roth is there. Um, you know, I don't like that. But everybody else was fine and fun. Fine and mm. fun. Mm. I wonder but if they're going to get Jennifer Anderson to come back. What's she doing? <laughs> I mean, you ain't doing nothing better. Come on over here, girl. Because she's always like, that was embarrassing. I would never get. I'm like, bitch, you did friends. Like, what is your barometer? Thank you. That's why when she was acting like that, when Warwick Davis is talking about how she's so ashamed of it and stuff, I'm like, girl, like, I mean, I, I'm trying to be nice because no. I don't want to come off like, okay. Because so, I'm, I'm about to say, was what was her name in that? Rachel Green? Yeah. Is that literally one of the most cinematically high roles of all time, like heralded? And I don't, I don't think so. You're not acting like Maleficent. Now I could understand, like, because the way that Angela Jolie did Maleficent, like that was, yes. Uh, the way yeah. you skipped from Jennifer to the woman who stole her husband and then got rid of her husband because he was a problem. <laughs> yep, you secret shade. You, like, I don't want to be mean, but also Angelina. I didn't even mean to. What what possessed me? Yeah, my brain you is attached because I literally didn't even mean to that do was that. Warren Davis, he just like soft shoot in there. Like, guess what, Ryan? You can do it too. Look, I'm dead. He played one. He played pogo on his lungs. That's when I knew I was here for the franchise for the rest of all time. Damn, they can me. Bars. I saw the first movie. I was like, this is enough. Um, I was a child. Granted, so no, maybe... I'm not buying it. You didn't. So you didn't even like give three a chance. Three is the good one. I, I would Whoa, never know. three is a good one? Oh, oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I don't care what either of y'all say. Three is masterpiece material. Is that in the hood or in okay. space? <laughs> no, in neither. space was mad, was mad late. What was it? Um, In space, was it four, I think? But three was the one where they went to Vegas and baby. Hey, yo. Give me that, more. See, that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay? Leprechaun in Vegas on the fucking slot. I can imagine him playing blackjack. That's crazy. All right. I'm down. <laughs> I, I'm down. You know, just happened. Um, But back to dragging Jennifer Aniston. Like, all he does. <laughs> <laughs> All she's done is friends and some rom-coms that even my mama wouldn't watch. Like my mama watched Ooh. all the rom-coms. I'm like, she was like, this is too much nonsense. There's a lot about the movies. Rom-coms are embarrassing. Listen. They are. Especially when you're an I actor that only has two faces. Yo. Listen. Yeah. 
every episode of Friends, it's one face or the other. Oof. The one face or the other. <laughs> no variety. Yeah, I, I couldn't with Friends. I mean, we've talked about it a couple times. Um, but I think the more interesting thing about Friends for me is my mom's reaction to the episode where Rachel gives birth because she's so offended by the fact that she's like, it her makeup's not moving, her hair's not moving. She's like, I had a baby. And it just it sends my mother. She can't she can't take it. Mm. And I'm like, Mom, they they can't show like, you know, the tea. She's like, but they could at least mess her hair up, like mess her makeup up. Like she's in full face giving birth. I mean, she's right. She's 90 sitcoms were not about it. They were just like, oh, I tripped over a stair and the baby popped out and now we're all the family. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just okay. like, bitch. <laughs> like, Franny Fine was like, put the pillow under here. Oh, yeah, I'm pregnant now. <laughs> and like, no, girl, come on. What? <laughs> mm. um, meanwhile, on ER, which is right after Friends, you got bitches exploding and getting rammed through and shit. And I'm like, see, I got the tech. <laughs> Is what you're telling me. You have the tech in NBC Studios, but you don't want to use it on Friends. <laughs> I mean, it was paying them so much money. They were like, look, the money got to come from somewhere. Because they were making like a million per episode of some crazy shit, right? After the negotiations. Can you imagine being on a plagiarized version um, of Living Single and becoming millionaires? That's why they all were so far from realism. <laughs> they don't understand what the real people are doing. Because they're just like, what? Y'all have to work? You hit it right on the nail with that one. That's how Matthew Perry's um, out of touch. Like, remember when he tried to tell, advertise that book last year or the year before? And, like, one of the books, oh, my God, one of the pages he shared online was, like, and my good friend, I think it was River Phoenix died, but yet Keanu Reeves is still alive. And people were like, you chose Keanu Reeves? You you chose, I'm sorry, Matthew, did you know nobody like you? Like, yes. <laughs> this is, you are not, you are not in Keanu Reeves' backyard, let alone ball game. I don't. And he had to retract it and share. And I was like, y'all all out of touch. Between that and David Schwimmer being like, there should be a black friend. That was the best day on Twitter to be alive. Listen. I swear. <laughs> to be alive. Seas, I swear. Arcusis Maxine put back on her little lawyer outfit and was like, let me tell you where you fucked up. <laughs> let me. I have diagrams. Let's go like, to the whiteboard. Listen, literally. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, again, they plagiarized Living Single and was like, what? That didn't happen. I never existed. It's fucked up. It gets me every time, especially because Living Single is that girl. Mark my words, I think one day they're going to do like a reboot or something. I, I feel like they have something there. Because like they did it for Boomerang, and Boomerang wasn't even a series at first, it was just um, a movie. Um, I didn't see the reboot. But I know that I love Boomerang, the original. I think that was just an excuse for me to talk about Boomerang. I apologize. I don't know why I waste people's time like this. This should be illegal. <laughs> there's, what? There's this has so nothing to do with fucking 90s. Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many black 90s comedies where we weren't the butt of the jokes and we weren't being like racially traumatized and nobody talks about them. Which is why yeah. when you see one pop up, you're like, oh my God, Blank Man's on Pluto TV. Let me run over and see real quick. Um, just because, like... It was like, did it really happen? Was it a fever dream? I don't know anymore because they're nowhere to be seen. I'm not convinced either because I, I mean, when I saw they put they put half and half, I think on Netflix for a bit of time. I'm like, okay, so this did happen. This oh, this wasn't yeah. just me. Just like, okay, got it. I liked half and half. It was I, so good. 
I had not seen Media Man since I was a child until like two years ago when I finally tracked down the DVD at like a Barnes and Noble website. And I was so Yo. it did really happen. It did fucking happen. I didn't make it up because I thought I saw it as a child. And then I got it. <laughs> like, oh no, Bill Cosby here. But like outside of that, oh. it mostly still hold up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but if you would just edit him out the next time I find this DVD, that'd be cute. Speaking of things we need to edit out, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy wants to be in the sequel wait, for Ma. <laughs> wait, sorry. Before we, oh God, before we get into that, <laughs> fun fact, Meteor Man's daughter, right, is in a Black Lady sketch show. I didn't yes. know this. Oh, yes. Please. She's one of the newer ones who came in like season two, the young girl. That's Meteor Man's daughter, uh, Sky Townsend. Yeah, that's why she's familiar. Yep, because that's Meteor Baby. I cannot. I cannot. Because I was like, she looks so familiar. That's why. That is why. I also thought she looked familiar and could not place it. This is a good day. Right? They even have the same last name. And I'm just like, what? Hmm?" (laughs) Yeah, but like, when's the last time you thought about Meteor Man? Three years ago when exactly. I got the DVD. But I do think about Robert Townsend a lot because like he was definitely for the fucking culture. And it's a travesty that he never got support. So he had like produced all these movies himself, putting his shutter mortgage and like putting all the things on his credit cards. But he still gave yeah. his Hollywood Shuffle. He still gave us Meteor Man. And I, he produces and he like directs now, but I just wish that he was doing more because like he was giving us the he was giving us the goods in the nineties. And he's Period. one that minds his business. It's not always some shit coming out about him. So he got a Twitter he, he rarely uses because he's like, you know what I am? An older man. You know what I shouldn't be doing? Social media. So, I don't know why I thought you were going to say, you know what I shouldn't be doing? Silver throating. But we love keep <laughs> I'm not going to do this to him. We love him. This is the Keith David Sam pod. What Melissa McCarthy do? What she do now? <laughs> Fuck. She's about to be your fave when Ma 2 gets a sequel. When she said, don't make me drink alone, she wasn't playing. Because, you know, <sighs> I'm sorry. I can't help myself. But, um, yeah, this is real. She said anything this woman does, I'm willing to be there. So, Ma 2, here we come. Here's, here's my tea and my truth. <laughs> I don't mind Melissa McCarthy. The stuff I've seen her in and liked, I really like her. The stuff I've seen her in and didn't like, I didn't like the movie, but it wasn't her. Um, she needed to be a ma. She needed to be a ma. Also, it's too soon because like she's never beating these bad makeup allegations on The Little Mermaid. That ain't her fault, but still, that was Lizzo's role. So I'm salty. I'm dead at just bad makeup allegations. I don't think you need to throw allegations on the end of that. <laughs> Like that makeup artist was like, this is a five minute job. I won't give it more time than that. <laughs> and she out here looking silly and I feel so bad for her. I think it's really messed I up that y'all are shaming it. a woman who stopped by CVS on the way to the set. Listen, <laughs> she was able to get pick hot up Cheetos. Some crayons. Right? <laughs> Not crayola. CVS. It's, yeah. given, it's given, bring your daughter to work day and she go do your makeup while she here. That's what it's given. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like that would have had more uh, spice on it than what they put on her. It was giving like full, just a little bit of eyeshadow, and then 
she done. You froze, and this so we been... saw it. Oh. I think I've been freezing this whole time, for real. Because I'll be saying been, stuff. You've been glitchy, but it's the first time it didn't come back with what you said. Because you were like, it's giving... And you know what? You but that, that's actually perfect because that's a read. Because that's what it was giving. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and this is a character literally based on a drag queen. You got to bring it. You got to bring it. Yeah. It was not brought. The fact that that makeup artist At was all. like, I'm upset that y'all keep saying a queer person did the makeup when I can do just as good as any queer artist. Look at these pictures. And that's the pictures they put up. I was like, Are you fucking roasting yourself? Is that what you're doing? This is like a long time. <laughs> Let the trash take itself out. If y'all just didn't want a queer person to do it, then y'all could have just called Maddie Morphosis at least. Because (laughs) Maddie Morphosis would have gladly put her up in full-ass drag. I mean... Do we we know it's not Maddie Morphosis? Because it's giving the least amount of work. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's it's egregious. Or whatever the opposite of that is. Pale? If nothing else, it's Disney, so you should you should know how to do makeup before you apply for a Disney job. But also, yeah. let us all have the confidence of a white man who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and apply for all the jobs. Here, Absolutely. Here. I'll be doing here, makeup here. for the next Disney movie because I'm inspired to do the least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inspired to do the least. <laughs> that should be that should motivational, fun. but it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> So I, I will allow Melissa McCarthy in the Ma sequel only if she is a hardcore secondary character. Because I don't <laughs> want it like, you know, me and my homegirl, you know, we, the outside causing trouble, we irritating, whatever. I don't, because Octavia, Octavia is like, she's that girl. And yeah. I, I think that she deserves her flowers and obviously in this article that you pinned here melissa mccarthy is giving octavia spencer her flowers but just what i don't because obviously melissa mccarthy is the bigger name so what i don't want is like her to come in and like make ma oh melissa mccarthy joins the cast of ma and now it's all about her because we really should be looking at octavia spencer because she she is that girl and the first movie disappointed us a little bit so but not because of her and it's a valid concern because Mm -hmm. ma is a blumhouse property and so you know jason would be on there and be like now it's a white mom and we don't want that we don't want that um no we don't i i want so much for octavia because like her performance was doing everything it could do in a movie that was just a hot fucking mess um (laughs) at the end of the day it was a hot mess um she did what she could yeah, and so mm. I don't know. I don't know if I want Melissa over there unless she gets one of the fun kills. Cause like, Ma definitely ran a bitch down in her car, and we all lived. That was like the highlight of the movie. That was a good mm. scene. And then some of the quotables too, like you know the "Don't make me drink alone" and stuff like that. There was there was something there, but y'all y'all changed my mind. I'm not gonna lie. Cause at first I was like, okay, I actually do want to see her in this, and I'll explain that thought process at, before. Cause I mean, y'all just. You know, it definitely makes sense that Blumhouse would make it more about her, and that's not the tea. I thought that it would be cute that she'd be on the run, and she's staying with a friend, and it happens to be Melissa McCarthy. Mm. And Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. has a child who's about the age of the kids in the previous oh. movie. So it's like a natural link to, she can't help herself, Ma. Like, she's getting too attached to this friend group again. 
And like y'all said, don't put Melissa McCarthy in it too much. But we, but that's the problem. We know that's not what's going to happen. They're going to make it about Melissa McCarthy. And I don't, even this, this thing that they said in the article, they said, my idea is that she's moved into another town and she has open houses in another city and kills people in the open house. I think she'd be a real estate agent in the Pacific Northwest and just murder white people looking at McMansions. That that doesn't sound interesting. It doesn't also make sense because of all the turmoil she caused in the free, the previous movie. And wasn't she a right. vet in the previous one? Like, yeah. how did she go from veterinarian to to a real, real estate, estate agent? It's also giving black exploitation written by white people. It is. Yep. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. That's Let's, a not, good go one. Let's yeah. not go back to that era. <laughs> you don't want any more? You've had enough? <laughs> we got all I'm of those old. on shutter. Because I keep almost hitting play and I'm like, wait. And I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. We're not watching white people write about slavery and women. No. <laughs> mm. You know what? This is why the movie needs to be taken over by somebody who understands like black horror history because callbacks to black exploitation, if you're going to go there, would be funny. Like having her show up yeah. in like the white pantsuit from Sugar Hill or something, I would yes. fall out of <laughs> That would kill me. <laughs> Every day, I wish that Ma had been a Monkey Pop production and they had collected yeah. it and gotten it together. Every day. Because we, we have bits. But the bits ain't enough to make that movie watchable again. Um, Because like her mm-hmm. doing the robot could have been fucking scary. But instead, it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is this movie? Um, also, I'm still weirded out that like when she collected all the kids in the basement, like she committed a hate crime against the one black kid. <laughs> I was like, we done packed that. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I didn't understand I it. forgot about that. <laughs> As a kid, there was this cartoon that used to come on HBO all the time. I remember they would make us watch it because that's how she did history um, while she was homeschooling us, which is why we don't know shit. And like it was called like whitewash or whatever about this like black girl who's minding her own business and like the black kids painted her white and like it was a traumatic moment, obviously. And yeah. so whenever I see Ma, I think about that shit and I'm just like, I don't think about my childhood. Turn this movie off. What? <laughs> I didn't even know about that whitewash. You said it's called it's it was a movie or a show? It was called like whitewash, and it was always on HBO family because they were like, We gotta do something for the black kids. <laughs> so we had yeah. a hate crime little cartoon. <laughs> yeah. The nineties. I love when they think they're doing something for us and the, the actual people it's representing we're like, who who is this for? Did you it's all three of us pointing at each other like that Spider-Man meme. <laughs> like it's literally <laughs> It's like, did we need this hate crime in kindergarten? Did we? I think I was good. in kindergarten. <laughs> I had the meth jingle and y'all bringing me down. What? Oh. Damn meth jingle. <laughs> I don't even know the order of release. I don't know what they're going. I almost want to play it again. It's still it's on my favorites list. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We gotta look. Sleep. That's the my theme song. <laughs> Ew, yes. Not mm. Maul gets addicted to meth in the sequel. That's kind of sad, but it would be interesting. Yeah, then she would turn into bad. Wanda from Holiday Heart. Another callback. There we go. But they think Rams could be Call here me. too. Because we're here. <laughs> this movie will end up on this movie will end up on BET messing with me because i feel like it's just at first it was a cute idea but all the stuff i'm adding now it's just getting to be like a a, a spectacle it's not even turning into a movie anymore it's gonna be like where the budget go ryan well monique ain't cheap and <laughs> she directed now <laughs> she would tell me to go to hell she would read me my rights like she did the girls on charm school <laughs> she has no chill like look at those can you imagine charm school coming out today oh my gosh she would have been canceled 
Listen, I I love her, but like a lot of the people were saying when the reading came out, because she gave a good performance in a messy movie. Yeah. She did. Um, yeah. the, opening that movie, amazing. After that, we need to wrap that shit up immediately. <laughs> mm. But her performance was a good time. If nothing else, I had to give it that. Um, but like a lot of the comedians, like um, because we had like a lot of like older black comedians who would be in her mm. same like grouping had she not gotten like blacklisted and pissed off a lot of the wrong people. Um, and they were like, I wish she had been blacklisted because this is so good for her. Like this is this should be getting her jobs and nobody's gonna see it. Damn, I didn't even think about that. I mean, the recall of it was serious. I mean, it was so bad that like going back and looking at interviews of her talking about the blacklisting, there were ones that I had missed because like when she was talking, it just felt like even the, I used to follow a lot of uh, gossip kind of like pages and stuff around that time. It felt like even they were suppressing her. It it was coming more down to like, oh, she should have just shut up and secured the bag. Like that was the tone everybody had. But now that I'm seeing what she was saying during the time, she was fighting for her fucking life. She was she was very unapologetic, and she was being very honest about what she went through. It's just no one was listening. And that's what always happens, specifically to Black women, but, like, women in general. Because I remember when we were kids, we didn't understand what was actually happening with Britney Spears. Look how long that bitch was, like, under conservatorship. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. people talking about her, and Justin Timberlake was being gross about her, and also how he handled just Janet Jackson and her nipple. And she yeah. didn't get to do shit, but he was everywhere still. And I'm like, he ripped her piece off. Shouldn't they both have to, like, do some penance? Um, so it's it's ongoing. And, like, again, Monique wasn't lying. She's funnier than the comedians they were giving the billions to. Um, less offensive than Dave Chappelle, who will always be on Netflix, apparently. Oh, yeah. I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at her. Don't get me started on Dave Chappelle. We won't get no episode out. Listen. Don't do it. That fool. Talk Child. about uncles who we wish would just go ahead and go away. <laughs> no, we're know. not going to talk about it. <laughs> because this episode will end up being 13 hours long. We're <laughs> not going to talk about that uncle. <laughs> I guess it's time for that topic then because... Listen, and uncles, we ain't disinviting. We're going to talk about <laughs> Clive Barker today. <laughs> This is the Clive Barker special. Um, because the man who birthed us a hell priest deserves to be talked about. Get into it. Period. Yes, yes, yes. And before we do, you know we have to do our layover for the real talk to talk about the things that are loosely related to the topic. And we will try our best to stay on topic. The first one um, says something about Nightbreed being a commercial and critical failure and that Barker protested that the film company tried to sell it as a standard slasher. We won't come back to that. I, I can, I can, I felt it. I felt it. I felt it. We're ready. Okay. Um, but bounce back two <laughs> years later after writing the source material for what would become the Candyman franchise. I love this fact. Did not know T. That is, yes. Who wants to start? Who wrote that? Which one of y'all did that? Because it wasn't me. That was zero. That was me. Um, I really like Nightbreed. I think it's just kooky and wild and just way fucking out there. And there's not a lot of movies out there like that. Um, So Nightbreed is cute. And Nightbreed is like a super culty kind of film. And I only heard of it because, you know, I follow some bad bitches on Letterboxd. And they were like, yo, Nightbreed though, so I gave it a try and I was like, yo, Nightbreed though. 
I found out about Nightbreed this year because I do that list for Fifth Street's blog where I ask my favorites their favorites. And Josh Rubin was like, Nightbreed. I'm like, how the fuck? What, what is this with David Cronenberg? And it's directed by Clive Barker. What the fuck is this? And so I watched it. And that's such a fucking Josh Rubin movie. Like, he loves yeah. Darkman. I see this DNA. He ain't fooling me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the DNA is all over it. And also, Doug Bradley is also in it. Yeah. It was a who's who of the horror people of that era. And I just love that, like, Grandpa Gooey been around doing dastardly shit. Like, he's like, I'm a villain, too. Give me my bag, sir. And I'm like, sir, yes. put your bag back. <laughs> like, um, it's just, it's messy and it's fun. But also, the people who collect physical release is getting a 4K Blu-ray this year. So, yeah. That's one this I'll be getting year. on physical. Like, that'll tell I don't... you. Yeah. That'll tell you that it's, uh, that it's as culty as it is. Because how many re-releases of like jaws and fucking i don't know all the other like classics that were highly regarded at the beginning of their run have yeah. like several uh re-releases of and also like all the, the slashers like halloween's been done a bunch of times friday the third or uh, yeah friday the 13th been done a bunch of times um but shit like this like we're just getting it now which definitely will tell you that that shit was a failure in the beginning. Um, and I don't know why the studio decided to market this in 1990 as a slasher, because where? Where was the slasher film? Had I been alive and in charge, I would have been like, did you like Labyrinth? Well, then you might like this weird shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good parallel. Yeah. I think. That's what I was thinking about. It was ahead of its time because like Nightbreed is very queer. Like the the themes oh, are yeah. very queer and like just it was just so out there. And I think that's what I adore about it so much. And that's why when it comes on this 4K Blu-ray, is it gonna be through um I always mix up the name of uh, Screen Factory? It sounds like say? them. Um Cause I, I actually want this. I should have wrote down who's gonna have it. Um I'll try to have that to next recording after June. No, I'm gonna peek real quick. Yeah. Real quick. But um, I, I just thought it was funny because I'm just like, I just heard about it this year. I think I found it was a different movie. And so I was putting that list together and I was like, what have you done, Josh Rubin? And so I was like, let me go hit play real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a waste of time no. at all. It's super fun. And it also like, it hits the ground running pretty fucking quickly. Pretty yeah. fucking quick. Like that first uh, what the fuck moment where he's like I just gotta show you my face and then homeboy like rips his face off and we've only been watching this movie for like 2 minutes and 30 seconds like damn okay let me put my seatbelt on shit <laughs> again no slasher just flesh also pro tip I watched the regular version on Peacock but like if people got more time on their hands Pluto TV got the director's cut Pluto you have yet to let me down. That girl. That girl. Because I was like two hours and 40 minutes for Homest. <laughs> and I looked into it and was like, okay. Really? That's yeah. the director's cut? Is, is she's a three hour movie? Yeah. Oh, wait. I might have to. Mm, I'm going to probably wait a little bit because I did watch it just to get in the Clive Barker mood. <clears throat> but give me maybe like two or three months and then I'm going to sit down and do that director's cut because, uh, yeah. I want to know what Mr. Barker took out because I saw what was still in it. And I'm just like, what else could you do to them? 
I'm wondering if I saw the um, director's cut. Like, I actually don't know if I've seen it, but I will be watching that motherfucker this pride. So, <laughs> I I yes. love Nightbreed. Like, it, it that was one of my favorite things to talk about with Bobby when we were in um, Fright Gowns. We did like a um, we did a ball where we had this uh, the Nightbreed voguing against each other, and we dressed up and everything as our own like <gasps> Nightbreed. It was, it was so much <laughs> so much fun. I was I like, this movie that. is so queer. Like, we have to do a ball. We have to. Yeah. But, oh my God, man. Like, do you think that they could maybe continue Nightbreed? Like, bring it back? Because I feel like they could. Like, it might be due for a reboot, finally. Oh, right. y'all well, both like, please don't touch it. Don't ask for it. <laughs> well, no, 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 it. no. Like, <laughs> you know how I feel about reboots and remakes. And as long as, yeah. like, the... Uh, the, the grounds are okay, mm. then I'm with it. Like, as long as you don't give it to, like, you know, sell the rights off to somebody who can't handle an IP like this, then this should be okay. But, so I did a little research for um, this recording because, like, Clive Barker is kind of, like, everywhere, but he's not, yeah, like, a household is. name unless you're in the horror fandom if you're in the horror fandom you know who the fuck Clyde Barker is but if you're not it's not like Steven Spielberg it's not like Stephen King it's not James Cameron he's not like a name yeah. that we know um and then so I did a little googling and this man had so many awesome projects lined up and what's great about Clyde Barker um also is that he writes stories right he's a writer like stephen king but he also has a lot of control over the movies that come from his source material which is great because that's how things get fucked up in translation when you take a book and then you just throw that's it true. into a movie don't ask the author nothing and then you end up with a shit show but he does have a hand in a lot of his productions um and is credited as a filmmaker from some sources um so he has all these awesome projects that were announced and like where the hell are they so for mm. example in may of 2015 variety reported that clive barker was developing a series adaptation ghoulish you're gonna love this of various creepy pastas in partnership with warner brothers and it was going to be called clive barker's creepy pastas they were going to start oh with God. slender man and then just you know, and like the the source material for fucking creepy pastas is like fucking endless. So if you put a couple creepy pastas in Clyde Barker's head, imagine what the fuck we could do with that. And with I, Warner Brothers money behind it, stop. I think that would be. I can't even like form my brain around how good that would be, especially right? because Clyde Barker's not afraid to go there. He reminds me of Cronenberg so much in that. You know he's he's not afraid. Like he will he will show you everything. And creepy pastas like really get in there. Can they really bring this back around? Because I need it sooner than later, please. Because there's a creepy pasta movie coming out, I think, but it didn't look promising to me. Oh really? Yeah, it's called. Not I think the it's just. No, not that one. That one looks good. Um, there's one just called Creepy Pasta. That's supposed to be coming out next month, I think. Let me double check. Oh, do better. <laughs> yeah, that, that's lazy. Just like, yeah, for real. Do better. <laughs> Please do better. I'll... What I think may have happened is because this was announced in 2015. And I think in 2015, 
the only time you really knew about creepypastas is if you were like on that side of the internet. Yeah. So I don't know how well that would have worked in 2015. But at this point in 2023, like people know, like creepypasta, like when you say it, people kind of understand what it is. Um, and also just the, uh, like the tail end, like pasta, like you also have copy pasta and troll oh, yeah. pasta and, you know, all these other phenomena. So people kind of understand what the phenomenon of creepypasta is. Also, since 2015, there have been several creepypastas that have gone viral, not just Slenderman. Like I think in 2015, we had Slenderman and that's it. Like um, but now people get, yeah. Or um, uh, like the, the siren head guy. You seen like that monster, the siren head? I haven't, but that sounds fucking frightening. Yeah. Like it's literally like a siren, like on top of a lighthouse. Y- yes, is that, is but he's like a siren. A... I don't know like, uh, English. I just learned it last week. This is, <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> is this English? I'm sorry. Aren't you a published writer? <laughs> um, you know, kinda, just a little bit. That was AI generated, 100. percent Oh, know get out of here! Get fucking out of here! <laughs> no, Siren Head was like this big, like kind of kaiju esque monster with like. So he looked like a man. Yeah. Right. But he's like a thousand feet tall and his head is like one of those like old kind of like World War Two sirens. Like, this sounds badass. You know, yes. And it's it's creep. I think Trevor Henderson designed him. He's on. Tw- I follow him on Twitter and he posts a lot of other creepy shit. But I met this movie on Screenbox when I broke up with Screenbox. I'm still paying them because I keep forgetting to turn it off. So, so I, that sounded shady, but it's true. I mean, at least it's only like what, like five bucks a month, six yeah. bucks a month, something like that. I I did like their ninety nine cent for three months thing back during the holidays, and then like the first month they were like, "Surprise, bitch! It's a real six dollars." Like, nope, it's the last time. Um, because <laughs> I just I have so many things. Plus, Shutter's so cheap, and so like out of the two, yeah. Shutter got a bigger catalog, and she's like fifty bucks for the year. I'm not, I'm not leaving my yeah. girl. I'll do everyone's in a while. Cause especially because that's the only place you can watch Slasher, like right now. <laughs> the so. good seasons of Slasher are worth the price of that subscription. Because the first two seasons, again, I- I've watched them. And these last two seasons are art. Like every season gets better. <laughs> oh my God. Clive Barker's creepy pastas. Please bring it. Bring it. And then right. hire me. I won't AI generate yeah. my submission. I'll, I'll really write <laughs> Stop it. Stop this. People <laughs> take you seriously. Okay, okay. You're joking, everyone. Please. This is like. Right from my ass get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <Chat> Plagiarism. <laughs> David Swimmer will be like, there should be an all black version. <laughs> oh my God. Why? If it's him, I'm like, you're doing this to troll us. You're like the worst of them. Just stop talking. Just He's stop, made himself please. the face of plagiarism, and I love that for him. <laughs> I swear on the seven seas of Gibraltar, if I open up a dictionary to fraud and it's literally this man's picture, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tap out. Mm. It will be. Mm. We'll be doing the Ross. <laughs> Do people use dictionaries anymore? I just thought about no. that. Urban dictionary. Damn. Yeah, Urban Dictionary. That's probably it. That was me the other day. Like somebody came in, like this kid came into my job and they said something. Ah, 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 the Riz. And I was like, what, what, what is, what is Riz? What is? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And I had to Urban Dictionary it. It's like, uh, make me sound like a geriatric right now. Riz is like, damn, how do I describe Riz? It's like, uh... Like, a, like chismo, you know, like, like, oh, like, okay. uh, you know, I, I got the riz. I'm pulling the bitches. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, okay. Yeah. whatever. I'm embarrassing. Anyway, um, to get you guys a little bit more upset. So uh, in June of 2018, Sci-Fi and Barker teamed up to develop a Nightbreed TV series. Okay. A Nightbreed TV series with Sci-Fi. Again, it's in fucking limbo. And this one was, it was going to be written by Josh Stahlberg and directed by uh, Michael, how do you pronounce his last name? Daughtry? I think it's Doherty. That name sounds familiar. I know Josh Stahlberg did Spiral um, Book of Saw and he's doing the new Uh, Saw. That's Trick or Treat right there. Michael Daughtry? Daughtry? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's why the name sounds familiar. So yeah, I, yeah. I would tune in. I would tune in because like I did not like Spiral <laughs> Book in of Shambles Saw. right now. I told you I was gonna piss yeah. you off with this one. I did not like Spiral Book of Saw, but also I heard that he did the Sorority Bro remake. I've not checked my sources, but people like that. I've not seen it yet. I just saw the original because I needed to. Um Shudder Saturday, yeah. The fact he did Trick or Treat is promising, though, because uh, I'm talking about Michael Doherty, because, like, that one's kind of queer to me. Like, I, I get queer vibes off of some of those stories. I don't know if he's a queer filmmaker, but the themes are there. And so I could, I, <clears throat> I don't know, keep Josh Stolberg on a tight leash because I trust Josh, but that spiral, <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of like, 
Whoa! Michael also did Krampus. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't see? know that. We trust Come him. Come on. Then. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. We trust you too. <laughs> never, never mind what I said about the leash. Never mind. Yeah, never it's mind just an electric it's fence. Pink. It's not a leash. It's just an electric fence. Just don't leave the fence. Michael's credits are chaotic. Thank you. Like literally, Krampus, Trick or Treat, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes, thank you. I never saw that one, obviously. And Godzilla versus Kong, <laughs> Trick or Treat Fire. Two, Superman Fire. Returns, Seasons Greetings. Ooh, never mind. This Nightbreed is going to be good because like, because we think about even with the, the Kaiju stuff, like that, ma- that makeup team on a person looking all Nightbreedy, give it to me. <laughs> Nightbreedy. Nightbreedy. fucking cry. And Michael's also an animator, which is why Season's Greeting is in there, I guess. Um, so like, we could also get into some real weird mind fuckery. This is this is promising. Thank y'all for this. Again, though, I don't know where this project is, and I can't find anything else on it. Um, granted, it wasn't that long ago when this announcement was made. It was only 2018, so it could mm-hmm. very well still be like up in the air, maybe. But like, I haven't seen an update and i did like a little bit of light research so maybe i could have gone a little bit deeper and there is something there but i don't know what the fuck is up with this project right now i don't i just have to bring up some more besmirching on michael because i opened the wikipedia he was a writer on x2 x-men 2 and urban legends bloody mary and x-men apocalypse Even oh, even Atlas shrugged. Apocalypse is weird. Even Atlas shrugged because um those are questionable credits, but um, X Men Apocalypse had a- Alexandra ship as Storm, and her hair was no better than Halle Berry, and that's the only thing I remember from X Men Apocalypse. Oh, but I remember Apocalypse though. He was I. He was um, who's that guy we like? What's his name? Please hold. I blocked anything from that universe for my mental health. Oscar Isaac. There we go. Oh, so I have seen Oscar Isaac in something. I, I'm not gonna lie. I that might have been the last one I saw of the X Men movies because I know one came out after that and they tried to do something with like Phoenix and I'm like, miss me. Yeah, yeah, it was mid. You, yeah, you fine. You fine. But like I okay, so like for the most part, his filmography is like stuff that is gonna get an audience. I'm not mad about that. Cause I mean mm-hmm. X-Men, Superman, they get audiences. I'm not here for Superman. Um, Godzilla gonna get an audience. I'm not part of yep. the audience. But like Krampus was good. Krampus was really Krampus good. Krampus was good. I own that one on DVD. Is that good? I need to own it. And I've been told to see Trick or Treat and I really need to fix that this year. <gasps> you haven't seen Trick or Treat? Every time I'm ready to see it, it's not free anymore. And then when I'm not ready to um, see it, it's like, guess what, bitch? And so we need to like coordinate. <laughs> you know what's oh, weird? Pluto. I thought Trick or Treat was Come like. I thought Trick or Treat was like that girl, like because I love that movie. But I suggest it because I have a neighbor who's like a, a friend of ours now, and she's like a huge horror fan. So we suggest horror movies to each other. Oh, all the time. love that! And oh yeah, she's she's awesome. Like, um, I'm a, I'm afraid to tell her our podcast and stuff, though, because, like, you know, I'll be talking crazy. And, like, I'd I'd be, like, the, the Gentile neighbor around here. But <laughs> it's not, but basically, I suggested Trick or Treat to her. 
she watched it and she was not she was not impressed like she was just like it doesn't really feel that horrific to me like i don't i don't get like the deep okay horror vibes and i'm like it does have campy moments so i could see that but yeah i guess like sheree the point i'm making is i wonder how you would feel about it because it does get campy like there are moments that are like very silly you know like but it's like it's it's a good halloween anthology i think because there's like a lot of fun and and fun like horror mixed in i guess i can do camp if i know that's what we do in like i'm a chucky girl it's when i don't know that's what we're doing and i go in and see some blood and guts and i'm just like Mm. oh we're supposed to laugh at what but like (laughs) if i know this is not gonna be we ripping out like esophaguses or esophagi i don't know the plural of that esophagi (laughs) (laughs) the next uh cronenberg film esophagi Wait a minute. That doesn't sound so bad, though, because you know he's going to do some crazy shit with it. So, Listen, I saw that last movie. I saw that last movie. It was gross. Mm. Crimes? Yeah. They was kissing zipper people. I like crimes. It was so disgusting. Zipper people? Oh, my God. He's so disgusting. He's so fun, but he's so disgusting. It's like, Grandpa Gooey, stop. Oh, I'll see you next week. Stop. I don't remember which one of y'all said it, but was it Gula said that he reminds, or Clive Barker reminds you of Cronenberg. Yeah. One of y'all said it, but <laughs> I, somebody said it like 10 minutes ago, and one I just forgot. Niggas. One of y'all niggas said something. <laughs> but, but y'all, whoever said it, you was right. And I feel like Cronenberg and Barker are like two sides of the same coin, but like one side is horror sci-fi. And then the other side is horror fantasy, but still yes. kind of the same, t- like dark mm. and moody tones. But Clive Barker is like so fantasy. He is like, it's it's horror fantasy so far into it and leaving a little bit of the sci-fi at the door. And then Cronenberg, on the other hand, is just full, full on horror sci-fi and gooey. Yeah. Actually, no, they're both pretty gooey. They can be at least. They can be. They can be, yeah. It, like, it's like... No, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's like Clive Barker is Christopher Pike if Christopher Pike wasn't a straight man. <laughs> Why does that make sense to me? Where do you pull these things from? I was homeschooled. <laughs> I, I remember Christopher Pike's books being like, I see you like Oriel Stein and Slasher, so we could have a Slasher, but also the Slasher's from a different planet, and it's also part of a God particle. And I'm like, what? I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's shit. why a lot of those movies flew over my head when I was younger. Going back and looking at some of the stuff that I watched from certain filmmakers as a kid. And I, the scary thing is I enjoyed them as a kid. But that shit, I didn't know what the hell was going on, clearly. The concepts are there. Like, I love how imaginative they are, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's growling in his sleep. He does it sometimes. Can y'all hear him? No. Mm-mm. It took well, me a second. A dream. It took me a second because I was like, who's growling? What are you watching? <laughs> you know, oh, Nightbreed. <laughs> oh, no. He got to go. Right at the time, Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, next, all right, in April 2020. HBO announced that they're developing a Hellraiser series that would serve as, quote, an elevated continuation and expansion 
of its mythology um, with Michael Daughtry again writing and David Gordon Green directing. Party so you guys probably remember this. <laughs> I remember. Um, Go ahead. Uh, this was 2020, so this wasn't that long ago. And I do remember this announcement. But then we got um, David Bruckner's Hellraiser on Hulu with Jamie Clayton. And so we haven't heard anything about this TV series since then. So everyone's just kind of like, question mark? Like, is this still happening? We were supposed to get both. I didn't know David Gordon Green was attached because I was excited. But if I'd known he was going to do that, I'd have been like, I'm less excited. Um, oh my God, you're irritating. <laughs> I saw the Halloween trilogy. Oh. Um, yeah. We were supposed to get both because people were like, will they connect? Which I mean, be the health priest on both? What's happening? And people were like, crickets and questions. And I think crickets it's dead because now David's going to go do the Exorcist trilogy. And I. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Trilogy. Yeah, he keeps doing trilogies of properties that he don't want to do. And I don't understand. I don't understand. Have we learned? Have we not learned from Halloween? Because that first one was banging. That first 2018, that was banging. And this should have stopped right there. Evil needs to die tonight. And I think evil is his (laughs) agent. What? (laughs) I don't. The thing is, it's crazy how good 2018 was in comparison to ends and kills. But the only thing is, yeah, I, I know this is going to sound backwards or counterintuitive, but I, I think that he deserves another chance to work on something. I wish they would stop giving him our things, like let him kind of do something with his own world, because yes. his themes are dope. Like I like the idea of a boogeyman in the sewer propagating evil. Dope, queer even. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think that like. I don't think he can hand. This is really presumptuous. I'm trying not to sound like an ass, especially because you like what I don't I've been know. Saying. You were saying what I've been saying um, for years, which is that if he was working on something that he created, it'd be lit. But what he's doing is trying to apply things that he wants to do to things that already exist, and it's not fitting. And that's why the girls are upset. Yes, thank you. Because child, I've been saying this for 20 minutes. You're like, right? Yeah. Let me. Because no, literally. <laughs> If they hadn't been Michael Myers getting worked over for his mask, McKee, who got beat up by band kids for a whole movie, I would have been less upset. But because I know who Michael Myers is supposed to be, him getting jacked by his like new boyfriend, who's like, give me your mask, bitch. I'm just like, what are we doing, David? What are we doing? Yeah. Like, like we're grasping at straws at this point. And y'all should have seen this coming. And I would hate for that to happen to the exorcists. Yeah. I yeah. also think David needs to own that he don't need to be doing trilogies because again, each of these movies individually from this Halloween trilogy could have been a thing, but I think having to keep Laurie Strode also made her get lost in the shuffle because she was like, show mm-hmm. grief your boobs. And I'm like, you just want, you just want <laughs> David to say weird shit because that's what she do on Instagram. You don't need to do this movie. Um, <laughs> I, so I think he should try a single movie with a new idea. And again, I know that's a shitty thing to say because execs love IP. They love things that have already sold, which is why we're drowning in remakes and reboots and reimaginings. And so it's really hard to step away from that money to do something original because like most original movies are indie movies if we look at it really. I think that sometimes like I get the vibe that they're just overthinking it sometimes. Like when you think about Halloween fans, we we love Season of the Witch, which was like a nice little detraction mm. away from Michael Myers or whatever. Yeah. But mm. for the majority of this story, our love came from... <laughs> I'm not... Li- Listen, we coming back to Season of the Witch because that deserves to be explored. You <laughs> we loved it, and I was like, are we French today? 
Season of the Witch. We know what we want, which is the mysterious booger me- boogeyman Michael Myers, and that's why when the Curse of Thorn thing came out, that's why people were pissed because you don't you don't have to think so hard for Michael Myers. That's the whole point. That's it. You know. Yeah. I I think again we just need exact to stop being like give us the ninetieth Michael Myers movie because if we would just 90th. let him stay dead, <laughs> let him stay dead. I used to love Mikey, and now every time he pops up, I'm like, not again. I feel like Laurie Strode because I'm getting my ass beat seeing these movies. I know. I okay. What? <laughs> now I gotta say though, the way they had her face off against him at the end of uh, Ends, I that was that was the scene. I like that. I mean, before they went as far as what they did with the remains because i think that was a little od but her fighting him and then the crochet needle coming out and oh my god i was just getting palpitations in my little lululululemon lululemon i was upset because first off mikey got worked over for his mask he got jacked michael myers got jacked um and then he comes to the house to get his mask back and his sister, not sister, is like, let me take this kitchen aid to you real quick. And I'm like, we don't like Michael Myers anymore. Let's let him go. Because <laughs> like, she was like, let me get the blender. And he's like, oh, no. And I was like, what in the WWE is happening? And she's like, get a ladder. Get a ladder. <laughs> I think that's why like Clive Barker IPs don't fall to that trap. Because he lets the monster stay relatively mysterious like he did peel the the layer back on who the cenobites were in the previous life but it was a peak it was a peak and it was just part of like Kirsty getting away we don't know anything about the cenobites really like we just know that they've been corrupted by this strange circumstance yeah. and when you see them it's over they are bad bitches in bad leather outfits and if you summon them they show up like they gemini's done not a house of, not a house of gemini's that's squad <laughs> it's like you say something about us <laughs> What you say about us? Why you say it? Like we were just trying to sleep. Like nobody's thinking about you. Um, you called for us, angels or some. We got some sights to show you us. if you want to see these sights. Like, you want to see these sights? You want to see these sights? Want these sights? <laughs> I don't know if you want these sights. You don't want me to show you. Right? Why y'all making the Cinnabites <laughs> just black as fuck all of a sudden? What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> when the real Cinnabites are so pale, they could be see-through. <laughs> like, there ain't no melody or that a, We got a black Cinnabite in the new one. one. I must yeah, have missed her. Was, Where was she um, at? In the new one. Yeah, oh, new one. On. Y'all did say that multiple times. In the original, because I found her on accident. Because they were like, she was black. She just didn't get any lines. I was like, oh! And she's back there in the back of the corner. It's like, ah, I'm here. So we was, was we she was one there. of the bad Cinnabites in Slayer. four? She was one of the ones in four or? You know, I've only seen the first two. And the remake. We're going to have to corrupt you. <laughs> They're all on television. But we're not going to watch that. No. So I'm going to send I'm gonna send a different mm. streamer to you. Listen, I have to watch the third one for Fear Street. And I'm like, who did this? And Trent's like, you did. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> You're actually going to watch all of them? The third one. We're gonna do the third because we've done the oh, first two. I was about, about to one. say, um, zero. I think Sheree's been taken over by the body snatchers. If you told yeah. me you're about to watch yeah. all the Hellraisers, I would I would be concerned. Nah. 
Who are you and what did you do with my co-host? If y'all put a Hellraiser episode in the lineup, I would be like, hey, yo, Jazz, what you doing this day? Here's my login. And y'all would show me, y'all, um, Miss <laughs> Crawley, what you doing? And she's like, I way- wish I would be here. I got it. I'm a scholar. Um- <laughs> the way those Hellraiser movies, when Girl That Scary covered them, I was like screaming because I'm like, I didn't even think about it from this level because I grew up watching these movies. Well, ugh, not during my 20s because the first time i saw one i was very old like amelia was the one that showed me my first hellraiser just to put this Mm -hmm. into perspective that was like our first date and i was like oh we need to be married like clearly that's a kinky ass date i see you. oh baby that's a good conversation (laughs) like hey (laughs) (laughs) looks into the camera right um, so are you into these sites? Are you not into these sites? Are you into these sites or not? Tell me right now. <laughs> right? Oh, shit. We got another eight movies. I got things. <laughs> y'all, done, y'all done turned them into these black ass Cenobites. I'm not going to get over this. They about black to catch Hellraiser. these sites. <laughs> black Hellraiser coming to a podcast near you 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I feel... Hellraiser in the hood? Is that what they would call it? Or don't do that. No, do that. no, no, no. You took no, it too far. Please. We had a good thing. <laughs> please, Lord Clive Barker, fucking. He just the got BET a red original. Ass itch. <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh my BET original. <laughs> don't you no. <laughs> Monique pop up again. What? <laughs> oh no. Who's she playing? Wait, we going we gonna do this? She could play Chatterer. Don't you? Oh, 100%. Yep, period. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I think this is the move. Yeah, I think it's time for us to jump into the next. Wait, do we have anything else in uh in real talk? We, we have Honestly, this, this whole episode. This whole episode is just real talk, Clive Barker, because where where are my stories? I want this show. I want the Creepypasta show. I still want the Hellraiser show, which I think they're all three of them might be in limbo. I think the one that has the best chance of making it to the sunlight is probably the Nightbreed TV series. But better like I don't. In a perfect world, I guess. And that's spicy, but he deserves Mm. better. Yeah, he does. He minds his business and that's hard to do. He does. That's all I want. Like, if you were listening to this and you were an older cis straight man, if you say less, we can get along. <laughs> it's so easy. What about this list over here? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Entertainment Weekly ranked 14 of his movies. And I got some homework to do because, again, he everywhere. And I'm like, what's this movie I never even heard of fucking about? <laughs> so I got school. many of these. I got school at Entertainment Weekly, y'all. That's where we at. In this decade. I went to the first movie and I don't know what it is. This I'm severely understudied in Barker because I've never heard of Dread, like um from twenty uh, two thousand nine. Yeah, and it's based on books of blood, which sounds familiar, but I know I haven't read it because I've not read any of his stuff, sadly enough. Well, books of blood, I believe, is like his collections because he has yeah. multiple books of blood, and I'm pretty sure Candyman came from books of blood. Number thirteen is also from books of blood called Book of Blood. This one, mm. I, I've okay. heard this title, but I didn't know it was Clive Barker's. So I never hit play because it don't sound like a good time. But if Clive Barker was there, 
I didn't like that one too much. Um, Book of Blood 2009. I don't know. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. It's based on his shit, and he gave him some money, but like he wasn't like, I'm a director or I'm gonna write this script. And when he don't write his own script, things happen, as we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs to be in the room. I, I mean, but a big piece of that goes into his plans, because like when um when he wrote the Hellbound Heart, he knew all along he wanted it to be a movie. So you know it it helped translate, but then it just went you know left from there because the studio got greedy. Listen, um, I love this Entertainment Weekly. Like the little video they have in the corner is Godmick from Drag Race. <laughs> Yo, I see it. Yeah, I see it. Uh-huh. That's perfect. Because talk about a Hellraiser drag look. Um, but number 12 on this list is Candyman 3, Day of the Dead. That's a lie. That should be the last movie on the list. That should yeah, be I, who wrote this? Somebody who's like stuck on Tony Todd. Because even Tony Todd is like, that got made and I got paid. Good day. I mean, listen, I get it. I'm, we all stuck on Tony Todd a little bit. But like, let's be oh, honest yeah. with ourselves. Listen, like, I would not bring that up. If I got to meet him again and actually made words this time, I would not bring up that movie. I'd be like, you done all these things. I don't know about that one. Why are you talking about that one? Don't go there, Tony. Don't. <laughs> um, number 11, Quicksilver Highway, based on his short story, The Body Politic from Books of Blood. That's a great title, The Body it Politic. That's, they should have kept that title because I would hit play on that title. I've never had a Quicksilver yeah. Highway. Yo, speaking of his titles, the only, well, from what I've seen, and I haven't seen that many of Clive Barker's um, story adaptations, but from mm. what I've seen, the only one that's kept its original name is the Midnight Meat Train, and thank God, <laughs> a beautiful title, <laughs> beautiful imagery, imagery. <laughs> yes, give me yes imagery. Come on, imagery. Right? I was like, what kind of channel is that on? And they like, no, it's a real movie. I'm like, yeah, it is. What kind of channel is that on? Oh. <laughs> Number, right. Number so Candyman is, sorry, Candyman is from the Book of Blood. That's a story called The Forbidden. Hellraiser yeah. comes from the Hellbound Heart. Nightbreed was a story called Cabal. I didn't know that. I didn't know Nightbreed came from a story. Because I've read The Hellbound Heart and The Forbidden. I haven't read a lot of his mm-hmm. stuff, but I want to read Cabal now. Hmm. Number 10 is Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh, which also should have been tied for the last one. Again. Yeah. Okay. Let's next. What's next? Number Ooh. nine is Saint Center. Adapted from a Marvel comic. Really? He had a Marvel phase? I didn't know this. He I mean, actually had several surprised. comic phases. Yeah, because yeah. many of his his the stories that were picked up into films a lot of those were translated into graphic novel slash comic book form. That makes sense. Because he's mm-hmm. a very visual storyteller. Um, yeah, he is. For sure. Number eight is Candyman 2021, which needs to be higher up on the list. It needs to be higher up. Like, yep. I, I don't know what the next seven are, but like, I already know some of them need to be behind this one. Number seven, Books of Blood. I also wasn't a fan of that one. Never heard of this. Oh, no, don't. Okay. <laughs> it's All based right. on the short stories, The Books of Blood, and On Jerusalem Street, a postscript. Some of these I'm going to give second chances to include in that one, but it just didn't It didn't do it for me. If you got to make yourself love it, it ain't meant to be. Set it free. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Lord of Illusions. And that is my boy from Quantum Leap. I'm looking at Scott Bakula in this picture. 
That's wild. He kind of looks like an off-brand Harrison Ford. <laughs> he looked like Harrison Stop. Ford and David Cronenberg had a baby in this picture. I'm not gonna lie. Yo. <laughs> What is it? Why are y'all doing this? I don't know. I'm sorry. I had to add something, and that's the first thing that came to my head. Okay, but the next one on this list, oh. Rawhead Rex. <laughs> this movie. You've seen this one? I watched it on Clubhouse with Jazz and Jamie, and we we could not stop laughing. Like this one, you can tell. You can tell Clive was like, "That's the script. Leave me the fuck alone." Because like it's. First off, Rawhead Rex himself looks like something you get at Spirit Halloween. He looks out of a giant, like, dildo-shaped statue and just start wrecking havoc on people's kitchen and eating kids. And it should be scary, okay. but you're laughing. What? It's Okay. It's, it's so funny. It's always on Shutter. It's so funny. If you want to laugh, watch that. Like, I know people don't like to say things are so bad they're good, but this is so bad it's fun. Okay. Um, That's not okay. better than Candyman 2021, though. Mm, okay. Number four, they got you zero. It's that midnight meat train to Georgia. (laughs) Okay. To Georgia, not to Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) On the midnight meat train to Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Honestly, this movie deserves the number four spot because I thought, I just press play on this movie because i thought it was going to be ridiculous just given the name yeah. also bradley cooper bradley cooper bradley bradley cooper's in there and which i was like he is the fucking lead he is the main character in midnight meat train insane <laughs> um i think the casting in this movie is kind of ass um e- except for the killer so basically, uh, actually, I'm not even going to, am I? I'm going to read this right here. Bradley Cooper stars as Leon, an inner city photographer who one night saves a young woman from a group of toughs, interesting, on a subway platform. When Leon awakes the next morning and sees that she went missing after boarding the train, he begins an investigation along with his girlfriend into the local butcher, whom they believe has something to do with the rash of subway disappearances. Um, so there is a butcher on the A train and he is killing bitches and well, not just bitches. He's killing everybody. He's killing everybody with, with the meat cleaver and the, and the tenderizer and all that good stuff. And boy, first of all, I can, I can go past the casting that like the acting wasn't terrible, but I just don't think that the characters really fit for their roles. Bradley Cooper was a little bit too cute for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not to say that I did not enjoy the fuck out of this movie. It's shot like almost like a video game, which had me thinking that this movie would make a perfect video game. It's kind of giving Twisted Metal. If anybody, or if y'all have played Twisted Metal, or if anybody has played Twisted Metal listening, also we are getting a Twisted Metal movie with Anthony Mackie, which looks like it's going to be a very fun time. Um, But this movie would make a fucking killer ass video game. And it's shot that way. Um, And I I really like the cinematography in this because it's very different. And uh, looking at like the cover or like the, 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 the artwork of this movie, it's like not you would not expect this to be a, a Clive Barker work. Um, it's very like set in the in reality, 
which when I think about Clive Barker, I think kind of like otherworldly, like other universe kind of shit, underground, whatever, night breeds. Um, but this is like really true crimey. And then it gets really gory. Like, well, actually, doesn't it gets it begins really gory. It is violent as all hell. He loves a bloody good time. Um, but- and it is a bloody good time. Please watch this fucking movie, y'all. It is, it's it's sensational. It's that's all I can really say. I'm gonna pull the trigger and just let it go because, like that title, just I I built it up in my mind to be something I knew it was not going to be. Um, and as time is going, be like it's a movie and it's fine. It doesn't mean the title can't be repurposed for what it was originally made to be. Because it sounds so much more sexier and dirtier than it, this is probably going to be. <laughs> oh, it's pretty sexy too. It honestly, it is. It is a little bit of a sexy, a sexy slasher. Um, and you guys definitely know what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because part of the reason Uncle Clive be getting our coins is because he's like sex, but he does it in a way that's like it's fun. It's not just like gratuitous yeah. boobies, um, which is what a lot of the dudes are giving us in the day. There's a little bit of yeah. booby in this one, but just mind. just barely. I don't mind a little, little booby, but sometimes it's definitely the director being like, I want to see her boobs. And so we got like a scene of boobs for no reason. And I'm like, this feels gross. Yeah. Net, like nowhere even near that. And also like the booby doesn't even come with the allegories to sex. It's just booby. So like, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. There is a sex scene and like everybody's full, fully clothed. Um, and then the boobies come with the violence, which is like kind of how I like it sometimes. So, this sounds sexy. Yeah, Yeah. Hmm. I would recommend it. And you know what? Uh, You can find it free in a lot of places. Like it's on uh, Prime for free. And if you go on Prime, then you actually get the director's cut. Um, This this movie is like a quick like ninety something minutes. Um, but the one on Amazon is a director's cut. You can also watch it on Pluto. I think that's the regular one. But it's 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 floating around for free, which is interesting. That I I, I would put this behind a paywall. But and, you know, I think in the beginning, I because I have heard of this movie before, but I never gave it, gave it a try. And now I realize I think that I got the Midnight Meat Train mixed up with Terror Train. Oh, oh I could see that. <laughs> yeah, which like is is I think comically bad, but like it's popular because it's bad. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. And so I hear a title like Midnight Meat Train, and I'm like, that must be ass. But no, but no, it was it was real good. Like <laughs> I out of five stars, I'm I'm giving it four. So I gotta hit play. Four. I got hit yeah, play on the yeah. little midnight meat train that could. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's also 2008. It's, it's a little bit later. It's 2008. So, like, the CG gets a little, like, 2008. Um, okay. But you guys can look past all that. And it is good cheesy oh, yeah. fun. And also just, like, go easy on Bradley Cooper because it, sh- it should have been Jake Gyllenhaal or somebody else. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My thing is, Bradley Cooper was going to do the things, and then he, I don't know what happened, because he became Bradley Cooper, and now we don't get the things, because he had so much promise and potential. Yeah, he did. And he's something to look at, too. I'll say it. I truly think Midnight Meat Train is a little bit before his, like, true glow up, though. 
Because he's a little skinny. He's not very like da- he's very like heavy daddy now, especially because he's like a little yeah. salt and pepper. He was very like boyish. This is like, oh, you, you're no. not going to see sexy when you look at him, even though there is a sex scene, which is like a little mid, but whatever. I Ooh. like his original face, like during the alias days and probably this movie. I like his original face and I don't know what had happened. I don't know if because some people age that way. Some people get things done and it becomes that way. I do not know. I'm not here to say yay or nay, but I like his original face. And if he ever felt bad about his original face, I like him to know that I was a fan. Child, you hear he, that, Bradley? I got to keep it cute because the stuff I want to say about this man now. No. Oof, I mean, oh, I'll take either face, so but I'm just bigger. saying the first one was not a bad face. It was a good face. It was getting me to like show up. Um, I watched Alias like, and I liked it. I was looking at him disrespectfully. That's what I was doing. Um, this man <laughs> built up like a grand slam now. All right. Um, the next one on the list um, for number three, they gave it to Candyman, nineteen ninety-two. Um, I knew it was going to be up here, but the other Candyman should be up here. So I don't yes. know how to feel. Um, I love yes. both Candyman, but I knew that this list would play games like this. Um, the Candyman's going to be tied for number one because, like, yeah. Looking at this list so far, we already know Hellraiser are going to be either one or two. I don't know what the other movie yeah. going to be, but like, is it Night better Breed. than Candyman? Of course, it's probably going to be Nightbreed. But is it better than Candyman? Is it better? Is it better than the other That's a hard like, question, actually. Like, is Candyman better than Hellraiser? That's actually a really good question. I don't know. That needs to be a poll on the Twitter streets. Let people fight it out. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good yep. poll. It would be because honestly, those results. both of those movies are why to me, like Clive, Bar- Clive Barker remains that girl. It's hard to think that the same mind like conceived both of those worlds. And it's not too far from like what he wrote. I mean, we know the differences between like, you know, the book in the, in the cinematic version or whatever. But the point mm-hmm. is the storylines are exactly the same. So like, it's still this idea that there is this haunting, like, gothic romance almost behind Candyman and how starkly different that is from Hellraiser just being a complete gore fest and mind game. The characters are really interesting. I don't know. That's hard. I don't know which one I would give it to. I love both those movies. I don't know. Both are serving fantasy. Um, Both are serving Clive Barkerisms. But yeah, like it's... And those are the two people know. Like if you say Clive Barker to even the most passing horror fan, it's like Candyman or Hellraiser or both. Yeah. Um, but nobody's like deep cuts unless you had like a horror person. Like again, that's Josh true. Rubin was like Nightbreed, bitch, and like ah, what you mean Nightbreed? <laughs> <laughs> the jump scare. You, oh, Nightbreed. Nightbreed. <laughs> like, <laughs> how dare you show me things I don't know? <laughs> like, yeah. um, speaking of Nightbreed, she number two, but it's the director's cut. They specified the director's cut is number two. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I should go back and watch the director's cut. It's it's too soon, though. I got to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, because I was thinking about what I saw and being like, is this necessary? Because the other one just did the things. Um, if I had more time, I would watch the director's cut. Because, like, I I want to say this is the first time Clive Barker directed that I got to see. Because everything else is, like, writing credits and producing credits. I'm pretty sure. Mm, okay. Oh, wait, what about... Oh, Clive Barker only produced Midnight Meat Train. Mm -hmm. That makes sense because it doesn't have that feel. It doesn't have that otherworldly romantic feel. 
He directed Lord of Illusions too, which I've not seen yet. Okay. Because I'm scrolling through the list now, and it'd be like, what else does he direct? Because like usually when you direct one thing, you direct more. There's when there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Well, it is worth saying that he. Oh wait, what about Candyman? He didn't direct Candyman. Nah. Um, Interesting. On okay. this list, those are going to movies he's directed. And this mm, is 14 of his movies. Okay. I had no idea it was that deep. Like, he's rolling deep. Like, he... Yeah. yeah. Put him in the ring with Stephen King and see what happens. Listen! And that's what I'm saying, is that Stephen King has a monopoly on everybody because we could all afford to read, but we all couldn't afford to go to movies when we were kids. And so, like, we were like, I can go to the Blockbuster right now, but the little thrift store got these books. And so that's why Stephen got a hold on us. But also, like, is that your king? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. He wrote and directed and adapted Hellraiser. It's number one. I just got down there. Um, so that's three movies out of 14 he directed. Valid. How did I forget he directed Hellraiser? What was I doing with my life where I just forgot? Wait, I just, I answered my own question. Hellraiser does belong in the first spot because he was so involved with that one. And he also wrote the book and like he, and he wanted it to become a movie. So it makes sense that it would be number one. That makes sense, I guess. I mean, I'm not mad. So those three, our, well, list that's three would be, our list would be Hellraiser first, second yeah. Candyman slash Candyman reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third, Nightbreed, potentially mm-hmm. the director's cut. We'll get there eventually. Four, yeah. Midnight Meat Train! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does Raw Head Rex fall into five? Because I didn't see it with you guys when you no. watched it. Like, is it actually no. good? Oh, okay. Raw Head Rex gonna be like eight, nine, maybe ten. Ooh! Oh, eight, nine, ten. And I, oop. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's, she's a fun time, and I'm sure. There's a lot to talk about, but I just cannot stop laughing. Because, like, again, when you see it, you cannot see it. And I need to watch it again and laugh less so I can, like, see more of the queer context. And maybe then I can be, like, <laughs> some stuff to appreciate. But I'll just, like, this little, like, <laughs> sexy biker mom gets to get her kitchen. And, you <laughs> and I can't look at it no more. <laughs> Is it in black Yo, and you white? you didn't even watch a movie. Huh? Yeah, it looks like it. That picture's in no? black and white. I don't know why. It's in color. Okay. But, like... It's it's the eighties and so like you just gotta watch it. You just gotta watch it. When you see this monster leap okay. out of this like dildo statue in the church, what? I'm sorry. Okay. He's wearing a pleather fit, like a little biker that escaped from like Nightmare on Elm Street too. And I'm just like, what is happening? And he proceeds to fuck up kitchens. He's like, oh fuck your flower. Oh flip your tables. And she's like, ah, ah. and I just I cannot. I cannot. All right, maybe I should try. Um, before <laughs> I'm excited, I'm looking forward to it. And she's on Shutter, right? Always on Shutter. I've never seen it anywhere else. Okay. Always <laughs> emphasis on the always on Shutter. Okay, copy. Um, before we wrap this shit up, I want to talk about this movie that I haven't seen, but I feel like we should. It's called Underworld, but also... So I clicked on it because it mm-hmm. was like Clive Barker Underworld. And I was like, wait a minute. Right. And you know, you guys know how I feel oh, about yeah. Celine. And I was yeah. like, pause. We here. And then I click on it. But different movie. It's called Underworld, but in the United States, I believe, it's called Transmutations. That looks wild. 
1985 and uh it was written by clive barker the original story and he also wrote the screenplay i have never heard of this movie before but the cover looks absolutely insane the tagline is anything emphasis on thing anything can be created so i'm like mm, okay 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 but what really had me interested is that the film's music was produced by welsh a welsh new wave band interesting yes so it's giving a little cronin and Vergie just from this what i've gotten from the wikipedia and the imdb pages I'm and gonna... but it didn't make that list it didn't make the top 14 15 whatever list hmm. so i'm a little is... scared but i'm very intrigued. i'm scared too like my I heart is replace, not ready it could replace those last two candy men in the original trilogy and it kind of probably could have replaced right rex too even though i think right rex is funny for the wrong reasons um it could replace those three off the bat <laughs> so like daddy chill well, well, I'm on his IMDb, um, and there's a Chatterer, a Hellraiser fan film. It's a short. It's oh, a really? Yeah. Listen, I want to see transmutations, but I'm scared because, like, even the Rotten. Well, I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes, so it don't mean nothing to me. Um, IMDb gives it 3.8 out of 10, but Google users, 72% of them like it, so it sounds like it could be one of those oh. like cult classics or something. Let's see what Letterbox says. According to IMDb, he has seven directing credits. Um, some of them are shorts, and like the movies we clocked, and also ZVG, which is in pre-production. Again, IMDb be shaky, but I'm okay. I'm leaning for for whatever the fuck it's gonna be if it's a real thing. Yeah, sure, for sure. Hmm. All right, listen to this. This is the description for. Transmutation slash Underworld. When high-class hooker Nicole is kidnapped from her brothel, rich businessman Hugo Motherskill hires her ex-love Roy Bain to find her. Investigating the disappearance, he eventually finds traces that lead to Dr. Savory, who has produced a strange white powder... That's coveted by a race of deformed human beings who live in the underworld of the sewers below the city. I'm there. I'm there. I'm sorry. White powder was involved with this. Yeah. Okay. White powder, hookers, ex-lovers, mutants. I'm into it. Um, I'm, into I'm like, nervous. Do I, I don't need a formal invitation. Like, I I'm there. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll do it for you, Ghoulish, if you, if you want me to just test the waters and then I could come back and report oh, my findings just at midnight meat drain. I can't okay. be high and mighty after talking about uh, Shocktopus and Terracuda so much. I, I gotta, I gotta. True. Humble yourself. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. You watch Terracuda but try to line transmutations. What? <laughs> right. Mm. I made everyone watch Killjoy. Like, I, I can't, I can't put my pinky up. My pinky Please. is down for eternity. <laughs> you tried to make us yeah, watch the whole man. trilogy. You tried to make us watch the whole trilogy after we saw the first one. And we were like... <laughs> I'm still about to watch Killjoy, baby. Let them announce one today. I'm going to be calling out. 
I feel like you have a TV in your house where Killjoy is always on it at any point in time of the day and night. Like, <laughs> if I could get it on Constantly like physical media, I would cry, like actual tears of joy. In this loop of Killjoy. Oh yeah. I think this is a perfect place to roll this episode up. <laughs> Talk about Killjoy. We, we gave some love to Clive Barker. And if you would like to give some love to us, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead and rate and review us on Spotify and Apple. And um, come talk to us on social media about your favorite Clive Barker pieces. And you can do that at Brother Massacre. Until next time. Bye.